for my weary soul. Up ahead, there's peace and contentment. Everybody will be happy and whole. You know that I'll be, I'll be at home with Jesus where tears will never be shed. Though so often this road gets rough and rocky, still I know one lies ahead. Though so often this road gets rough and rocky, still I know one lies ahead. Well, good morning and welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shoemate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Hope you're doing good this morning. Thank you for taking time to join us as we're studying God's Word together. We're looking in the Gospel of Mark. Uh, Mark's Gospel will be in chapter 14 today. We're going to pick up in verse 23. And want to thank you again for taking time to study the Word with us. Uh, we've entitled our study, A Journey Through Mark, and what a blessing it is just to study the Word. As we're looking today, we realize and we've looked for some time now in the upper room. Jesus and his disciples were there behind me. Again, is the picture of the upper room that men think or the scholars believe. And it's been told for centuries that this is the place uh, where this event took place. And I marvel at the privilege that I had to go to Jerusalem and to take this picture uh, of the upper room. And I'm thankful for it. It is literally an upper room. It is a, a, a tall two-story building. And this room that you're looking at is the second story of that room or that house. As we're thinking here, Jesus and his disciples had made their way. They were having the last Passover meal together. And as Jewish men would do, I believe that they probably had a meal consisting of roasted lamb and the bitter herbs that the Bible declares that they are to eat with that. Also, they had no doubt bread and the fruit of the vine. And as we're looking here, we remember that Jesus was there with his disciples. And uh, just a few hours, he was going to be arrested and going to Calvary. I just, just a few minutes now, he was going to be arrested. And as we think about that, we see that Jesus had, had taken the bread into his hands and, and he had blessed the bread and he had also broken the bread. And then he had given the bread to his disciples and he told them, take, eat, this is my body. And we realized as we've studied this that, that the bread represented the body of Jesus that would be broken. And by that, I mean pierced upon Calvary's cross. And think about that. And not only the cross, but the whipping post as well. And then as we're looking today, we're going to pick up in verse number 23. And we're going to look at what Jesus says next. After he took the bread and he took it into his hands and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to the disciples and told them to eat it and to receive it. Then he took the cup, according to verse 23, and he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, 
he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. Now, let's look at this for just a few moments. I'm interested, and as I think about that, Jesus took the cup, and I marvel at that. Someone asked a question, well, what was in the cup? Well, I believe that it was fresh grape juice. I believe that was the drink of choice uh, for the Jewish people. Some people call it wine, and uh, wine is an, an interchangeable word in the Old Testament and New Testament, both as you study the Hebrew word wine and you study the New Testament word wine, there's actually two different types of drink that it mentions in the Bible. And as we distinguish which type it is, it's either alcoholic or non-alcoholic. And both of them, if it's fruit of the vine, sometimes are referred to as wine. So what was in the cup that Jesus had in his hand when he took the cup? A lot of people think that it was fermented wine. A lot of people think that it was alcoholic wine. Let me say this to you. The very least, uh, the alcohol content in the wine of antiquity was very minimal. So this was not like the wines of today, even if it was and I'm not saying it was at all. Understand that. I believe it was fresh grape juice. But if it were wine, it would not have been the wine that you would go and buy and serve at a dinner party. And I'm going to say this. There's, uh, there's a lot of additives. Alcohol, the, al the amount of alcohol in wine is upped in the hour in which we live. Uh, the, the wine made from fresh grape juice without adding alcohol to it is very minimal in the alcohol content. As we're looking at this, and again, let me reiterate this so I give you clarity about it. I believe that this cup was filled with fresh grape juice. You say, how do you know that? Well, uh, as we look, let's continue our study. Please don't fall out with me uh, yet. If you will wait till we get to the end of the study, and if you want to fall out, you help yourself. But we see the cup, and I believe that it is the fruit of the vine. Let's just put it like that. And then we see the blessing. And, and I see that Jesus took the cup, and when he had given thanks. Now, I want to suppose something here, and I want to ask you a question here today. And we see the blessing that Jesus gave over this cup. Now, I ask you a question. If it was fermented wine, would Jesus bless something that was made from corruption? I don't think so. I don't think you could take anything that's made out of corruption and bless it and be right in doing it. Would Jesus have done that? I don't think so. Proverbs chapter 23, verse 31 says, Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth his color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. What this is talking about is the fermentation process. And verse 23 or 32 of chapter 23 of Proverbs, the next verse says, At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. And then in verse 33, Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thy heart shall utter perverse things. That's what consuming alcohol does to a person. Would Jesus have blessed a cup of corruption? 
I say no. I don't think the Lord would have done that. I believe it was fresh grape juice. Not only do we see the blessing, but I noticed something else that Jesus did. And the Bible says in verse 23, and he took the cup and when he had given thanks, notice this, he gave it to them. Now, not only did he have the cup himself, but then he blessed it, which he, if it was, if it was alcoholic, he would have never done. But then in turn, he hands it, he gives it to his disciples. Now, I ask you another question. Would Jesus give the disciples something that was made from corruption? Absolutely not. Habakkuk chapter number two and verse number 15 says, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him. So do you think that Jesus would have given the disciples something made from corruption? Well, the answer must be reasoning in your mind. No, absolutely not. The Lord Jesus would not have done that. And so we're looking here. And as I see this, I see the cup. What was in it? I think fresh squeezed grape juice. I believe that it was the fruit of the vine. I see the Lord blessing it, thanking God for it. I can see him do that easily. If it was fresh juice, I, I see the cup filled with juice. I see the blessing that the Lord gave. And then I would see the no hesitation in giving it to his disciples. I have no problem in believing that it was fresh squeezed grape juice that the Lord gave. And then I look at this and, and I think about this and in verse number 23 again, and he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and notice this, and they all drank of it. Now, I marvel at that, the, the consumption of this cup. Now, I ask you a question, would the disciples drink in the presence of Jesus? Well, Proverbs chapter 23 and verse number 29 says, Who hath woe? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without cause? Who hath redness of eyes? They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. So you see, I ask you a question today. Would Jesus have took the cup filled with alcoholic beverage? Would he have done that? Would he have blessed it? Would he have given it to his disciples? And would the disciples have consumed an alcoholic beverage? I dare say, according to the Old Testament, that they would not have done that. I believe that it was fresh squeezed grape juice. There's some spiritual application that we're going to look at in verse number 23. This is the physical side of it. I believe it was fresh squeezed grape juice that the Lord gave to his disciples. Well, I'm going to have to stop right there for today. Lord willing, we'll pick up again next time, right here in verse number 23 of Mark 14 for the next Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. And until then, this is Pastor Donnie Shumate of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, bidding you a great day. God bless you as our prayer. Bye-bye.
Everybody will be happy.